This podcast is a part of the Carbon Almanac Network of Podcasts. Hi, I'm Imma. I live in Scotland. Hi, I'm Jen and I'm from Canada. Hi, I'm Ola Banji and I'm from Nigeria. Hello, I'm Liki and I live in Paris. Hey, I'm Rod. I'm from Peru. Welcome to Carbon Sessions, a podcast with carbon conversations for every day with everyone from everywhere in the world. In our conversations, we share ideas, perspectives, questions, and things we can actually do to make a difference. So don't be shy and join our Carbon Sessions because it's not too late. I am Olabanji. Hi, I'm Imma. Olabanji, we have talked in the last episode about how we move. Yeah, and that was a long conversation. <laughs> yeah, how we move. And, and this time we're talking about how we move things, right? Yes. And it's still right. a question, how do you move things? Um, which is an important question to ask as well, because as much as we move, we also move things. Yes, definitely. And that contributes. It's part of the index for emissions coming from transportation includes moving things. Yeah, and, and transportation is contributing a whole lot to degrading the yes. ecosystem that we have now. So if there's anything at all that we can do exactly. to lessen it, why not? And one thing is asking how do you move things and finding better ways yes. um, to move things. Right. In the last conversation, we said, you know, write a list of the places you go, your activities and what you do and find the things that require you to move and then switch mm. those to green ways. Yes, I think so too. And I think it applies here as well, right? How do you move things? What What are the things that you move lightly and how can you switch those? So the first thing, get a pen. Yeah. Write a list. How, for example, how you shop, how you move things from the shop to you, to your home. Yeah. And that list yeah. could be like how you show food or how you show clothes or how you show anything that you need. What is the call to action? What would be the call to action yeah. there? Buy less. Yeah. I, I think yes. first off is buy local and then buy less. Yes. Right. Or buy less time. Yes. <laughs> buy less, buy less often, buy local. <laughs> Whichever way. Buy local. Yeah. And if you absolutely have to buy Yes. Internationally, then buying groups, right? Find a partner um, just so you prevent the person from buying it next time. So that way, the shipping is done once and you can get a shipment. And in most cases, you just pay one shipping fee, which on all levels are great. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I also check with a weekend campaign. Let's, let's call to action of a group, we can campaign to ask companies to be transparent on how they ship yeah. their, their goods. Yeah. Thank you for pointing that out. That's critical. Yeah. I think that's what Daily Difference, the, the email from the Carbon Almanac is doing to try to call people to action together. Yeah. So when a company like, I don't know, any company. Yeah. That base their business in shipping mm. to be transparent on how they ship and create a system that reduces the movement 
of all the goods, all the goods from mm. one place to another. Because another. I learned from Karen, one of our colleagues, that sometimes the goods that you order get all over the world before you get them because mm. the way the system is working. So mm. be transparent. Ask the companies to be transparent the way they cheat. Yeah, and, and that is going to push them to do it better. That makes a lot of sense. Or you do better, or we don't buy through you. Yeah, yeah. Or about to you. Yeah, that, that's uh, that's profound, right? And if doing that helps us to change things on personal level and on a larger scale, you know, in groups yes. and you know, company wide as well, because there are lots of companies that are. The irony is when we say you don't move a lot, what we're saying is then the things that you need should come to you because you're not going to get them, <laughs> right? So it's yes, either you go exactly. get the things or the things come to you, but one has to happen. And so if you decide yeah. not to go get the things, then hmm. to actually do the good, you also have to check how the things come to you because that's that's yes. how to make the impact. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's, well, buying local is really, really important for, ev for everyone around you also. It's not just that the environment gets let carbon. Yeah. It's also that the community around you get richer in every single sense, not just economically, but also yeah. relationships. Get healthy as well. And this is interesting because if, for example, if you're buying food that is shipped, then it's preserved. If it's preserved, then it's not the best for your health. So exactly. eating local is healthier because most of what you buy are not preserved. Do you know one thing that I always wonder? Yeah. Why here where I live, yeah. which is uh, the north of Scotland, yeah. we don't grow watermelons, right? Yeah. We don't. There is no, the weather, the climate here, it doesn't let us to grow watermelon. So why we have to eat watermelons? I don't get it. <laughs> I don't well, get it. <laughs> well. We have strawberries, we have strawberries, berries all over the place. Yeah. Let's eat berries. Yeah. So when in season. Well, if if you stay around Inma, make sure she doesn't catch you eating watermelons. <laughs> Because <laughs> then you're in trouble. <laughs> and I love, I love watermelons. I'm from the south of Spain. I do love watermelons, but I don't think it's necessary. Yeah. Well, the bottom line here is <laughs> buy local, <Don't>... eat local. <laughs> buy local, <laughs> eat local. That's right. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, I enjoyed yes. it. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Lavanche. Hi, I'm Emma. Hey, I'm Rod, and welcome to the Carbon Outback. Rod, we were reading today about food waste. Would you like to talk a little bit about that? Sure, absolutely. Uh, we don't know much about how the industry of food waste, I am quoting and quoting, of food waste works, but we do know about how we uh, feel about it and how we do about our own food waste. Do you want to explore that? Yeah. Okay. 
my my feelings about food waste. Well, I grew up in Spain, and at that time, I'm 55 now. So at that time, it wasn't we deal with it. It wasn't a big amount of food waste. We had the way that we did things, the way what that my mother cooked, my grandma cooked, the way that we deal with food. It wasn't much much waste. I don't remember to be to be a part of a problem or even an issue at home. So I grew up in a in a culture of not wasting. And I continue to I've continued to do that all my life. When you go back to this childhood, right? Either your mom or your grandma were cooking and they had to use half an onion, right? So they cut it in half. Yes. One was used and the other one, what did they do with it? They kept it. Okay, where? <laughs> okay. And then they... In the fridge. Reused it. They, they, used, they used it. Okay, yeah, cool. They use it. And did, did that pattern came constantly? Yes. Cool. Yes. Even when we... I'm part of a big family, right? And, and potatoes, for example, potatoes. We peel the potatoes and we use the, the peel for the garden or for fermentation or I don't remember we wasting or, or throwing the, the peels away or for the rabbits. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> cool. So I'm going to take you to the other side. So I'm from Peru and there are like things that I've seen there. Mm-hmm. And going back to the same onion, right? So there yeah. could be different ways of that onion to end up one could be just going in the fridge and everyone forgetting about it right or it could be used Mm -hmm. right away to something else and also here's the thing that came up with the pandemic that in Peru there's a large percentage I believe like above 40% of the population who don't have fridges so the way they do their grocery Mm -hmm. shopping is daily and that absolutely gets you to waste of food because you buy what you kind of need but if you don't use something there's no way to keep it and there that it doesn't make sense to reuse it or or reduce it right away into something else because it's going to be impossible to keep it Um, there's either not space or 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 the proper yeah and Peru temperature is is high. I mean, it's not cold. And yeah, and yeah, it it depends, right? Because okay, if you're talking, okay. especially about Lima, that is a capital and has a 35 percent of the whole population that's around 11, 12 million people living mm-hmm. in one city. The temperature there, the lowest can go in winter. That's eleven or twelve. Like that's the coldest. Yeah. And during summer, it can go up to 32. So it's quite humid and it's very humid. So hmm. any food that you keep for lower than day, it either has like the hazmat problems hmm. or that's one of the things, right? And when I traveled through India, it happened pretty much the same thing. Yeah. So how can we tackle these food waste problems? Hmm. Well, straight away, I was thinking when, when you were talking, I was thinking about fermentation because 
pickling, fermentation, things like that. Back then, we ate it seasonally. So tomatoes were in the season of tomatoes, not the whole year around. And she used to preserve them to use during the year or peaches or peppers, things like that, to preserve them, to use the way my grandma did. It was that. It was either fermentation or pickled or with no oxygen or trying not to have to let the oxygen in the in the jar topping up with oil so that was how she managed to to preserve food that it was not going to be used straight away so how would we do it currently in our households Hmm. right that's that's one one of the things uh I, I, I would start thinking how to see it besides like the, yeah, the, either the pickling or hmm. just using uh, vinegar. And what do you do with the vinegar after all? Because, yeah, but I am in a place where salt is proliferant. So I use salt to, to preserve, to ferment. Um, and then the waste from the vegetables, I, I use, I use it back to the garden. I, I put it back to the garden. I don't waste much much food actually. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Yeah, it's just like uh, I'm I'm just I just keep thinking about like all these um all these other situations where yeah. people are not as privileged as us, like us, you know, hmm. where they don't have access to either gardens, how how to approach that 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 food waste in a more systemic way. Would say. Well, I have the feeling that places where, let's let's say, where they are not Western, in the not Western culture, places where they have not so many resources in term in terms of money, but they have grown in a culture of no waste. They waste much less food than we do in on the in the West, which is paradoxical. Yeah. In a way, uh, because right now I don't know the data. We, we will have to check that data when we do an episode about that, especially. But the numbers are very high in countries with uh, um, more money, more resources than they are in in countries with less resources. So, from what you're saying, could we say? That since we are in more of a like consumption and and more yeah more consumption uh, lifestyle, that we would have a larger responsibility towards yeah. keeping things in in check with food waste, right? Yeah, and learning learning to how to do it. Okay, cool. So for the people who are listening out, listening to this right now, what do you think? One thing, one action could be for them to start taking that, start owning that responsibility of how do we keep in check with this? Planning ahead, planning ahead. Okay. With food. I think that's an action that is easy to implement and yeah. reduce waste. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's like setting a menu for the, your whole week. Yes. What you feel like and you buy according to that. Yes, that's right. Great. That is an, and one part of that that is uh, really workable. And there is another part of that that is more emotional, more pleasure-driving culture that is yeah. more difficult to work, but it's not impossible. Yeah. But but I guess like if, if we're thinking of 
hey, you know, I feel like having this other, like this, within this week, certain stuff. You can plan ahead, you can buy any, like, kind of like, bug and less, uh, and waste less food. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. It's pleasure driven, <laughs> simple to do, and it just like requires a bit of effort to, to start thinking. And those are the first baby steps, right? Right. Cool. So thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. This was Test Two. Bye bye. Bye. Have a good one. You've been listening to Carbon Sessions a podcast with carbon conversations for every day with everyone from everywhere in the world. We'd love you to join the Carbon Sessions so you too can share your perspectives from wherever you are. This is a great way for our community to learn from your ideas and experiences, connect and take action. If you want to add your voice to the conversation, go to thecarbonalmanac.org slash podcasts and sign up to be part of a future episode. This podcast is also part of the Carbon Almanac Network. For more information, to sign up for the emails, to join the movement, and to order your copy of the Carbon Almanac, go to thecarbonalmanac.org. Be sure to subscribe and join us here again, as together we can change the world.